Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Usual Spot. We're on episode four now. It's been like a couple weeks. <laughs> That's on me. I've just had like 15 things to juggle responsibility-wise, but uh, I've got a guest on today for the first time. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself, go for it. Hello, this is Odin Rasko. I am a senior studying journalism. I also write for the State Hornet. I am also a comedian and I manage uh, KSSU Sac State's radio station. Basically, the the general the general thing we're gonna we want to talk about today is just the state of the Marvel franchise in the current video game world and how it's been sort of evolving, but also a little bit confusing with its connections with each other. I think the best place to start though is to just start one by one and talk about each game individually, and then kind of tie it together later at the end. Sounds perfect. Obviously, the first thing that'll come up would be Spider-Man 2018 on the PS4, which had been in the works for like seven years, I think, six or seven years that it took for them to develop that. It started, I, I might be wrong. It might not have been that long. Don't quote me on that, but it was several years. Game dev cycles are crazy. It, yeah, like, exactly. It'll be a giant game. It's like, oh, this took two years or it took 20. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't know exactly when, but regardless arguably the most ambitious superhero game of the time when it came out and it definitely shows the fact that i'm still playing it for like the third time today uh, on the ps5 so needless to say it's no secret that i am a gigantic spider-man fan so i was there day one when that came out and like immediately there's the biggest smile on my face when i popped in started swinging around new york and everything it was like i was four years old playing the ps2 spider-man 2 game all over again the best thing about it right away was just the web swinging and traversal like that was always the part that i was excited about the most even before anything i don't even care if the story sucked which it didn't but we'll get to that later the story could have been awful and i still would have just spent hours just swinging around and beating up bad guys because it was just so fun yeah, I, I, I'm going to totally agree with you there. Uh, if there's a top virtue of Spider-Man 2018 in particular, it is that it makes traversal, just the act of existing as Spider-Man in that video game space, incredibly rewarding and engaging. It's There's kind of, I, I like to see it as a continuum of like best video game traversal to worst video game traversal when it comes to with with superhero games there's always that challenge of like you want it to have a gameplay loop Mm -hmm. and you want it to be engaging but simultaneously you want to capture the feel of a power Mm -hmm. and so i personally think that top notch is spider-man in that it you can do it easily there's an easy lazy way to do it where you basically hold a button and you just swing through the city but if you want to get engaged and press the extra buttons and work on your timings, you can zip through this city at incredible speeds. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, of course, there is the uh, Nintendo 64 Superman video game mm-hmm. where <laughs> flying was the experience of being basically a dump truck that couldn't actually move. I think I think flight is just in general always been really hard to get right in any game especially like i think it's the general consensus is that there's never been a good superman game i don't know if you would agree with that i haven't played most of them myself but the one i did play was pretty terrible so there's never been a good superman game 
And yeah, I think I think that is to the merit of just the nature of Spider-Man as a character, his traversal. Like he he doesn't fly, you know. He is relies on gravity and momentum, which is what makes it fun. So you're not just holding a button to move forward the whole time and then running into walls at Mach 5. Like you actually have to, you know, put in the effort to get where you need to go. I and yeah, you're right in the sense that like there's so many different opportunities. You can web zip, you can swing, you can run across the walls if you want. And you can, there's even a fast travel option, which I felt was a little bit redundant because why would you use that? It's so much more fun I, I, not to. I'm going to self attest that uh, I did not know that there was a fast travel the first time I played the game <laughs> because I got so distracted just swinging around. Exactly. And I think that that's one of the virtues of Spider-Man specifically as a character is that how he moves around is so integral to his character like and his presence in popular media mm-hmm. that like it's immediately engaging as a video game concept of like, no, you get to be Spider-Man and swing around with your webs. Like... Most, I'm not going to say most kids, I don't know what most kids do, but as a child, I mean, if I was like, hey, you can move around like one superhero, Spider-Man would be the first pick. Oh, definitely. I like, I think, I know we probably would wanted to get to this later, but the Miles Morales game, there's not much you can say about it that you can't also say about the 2018. They're, they're essentially the same at their core. There's minor differences in their mannerisms when they move and everything, but it essentially controls identically. So we can lump that in I with actually, this one. I did want to put some special notice on the Miles Morales game and that while controls-wise, like functions-wise, they very much do play similarly, mm-hmm. but they did put the extra work in to animate them differently. So how uh, Peter Parker's Spider-Man swings through is you know a confident he's been spider-man for a while sort of activity where in the miles morales game like you'll see him swing around on the web and he'll like turn around for a second from the momentum and sort of like you can see that they put effort into making even what they look like while they swing Mm -hmm. on the web distinct to the character and i really appreciate that they put that level of detail in there definitely yeah you get you get the sense that miles is still kind of getting the hang of it for the most part like he knows the basics he can get around fine but there's the occasional slip up where you know he makes little weird tweaks here and there with his movement when he miscalculates something and has to correct it and you see that happening like in real time while you're playing as him and it's just nice to see that you know because he's like, I don't know how old he's meant to be. Probably 16, 17, maybe. Yeah, in his teens. So, and it, and it shows with the way he moves, I agree. And it's, it's it's a parallel to how Peter Parker would have been at that age as well. So it's definitely seeing him grow. I think enough can be said about the traversal in the games and the controls in general. And the story, obviously, it's exactly what you hope for with the Spider-Man story. You've got your typical rogues gallery of villains you know basically the sinister six shows up right and i i actually i i did want to say that i think one of the things that's very interesting and this is a theme throughout pretty much every one of the marvel game properties that we're going to touch on mm-hmm. is that they were ambitious enough to take a lot of familiar elements and incorporate them in such a way where a passing fan will appreciate it but simultaneously have enough subvertive elements throughout the stories that it 
keeps even like established fans a little bit surprised by what's going on. Mm. For instance, I mean, how they integrate Otto Octavius into the storyline for the original uh, Spider-Man 2018, I think is, it, it, it of course leads to where you expect it to go, but the story that they tell on the way was wholly unexpected. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt the whole time. I saw as soon as I saw he was working for Octavius in the game, I was like, "Oh, well." I mean, like obviously, I know who that is. So I was like, "Are they going to do that thing where this is like a separate universe where he's not evil?" And then, like as the story went on, I immediately was like, "All right, no, that's not." They're they're clearly making him be the main antagonist eventually. They're building up to his origin story, and I saw that right away, and I appreciate that. And I think I think the choice to make Peter Parker be older, you know, fresh out of college. He knows what he's doing. He's been Spider-Man for like eight years now, I think. So, and, and I think that choice is what makes that character work so well. That's another parallel you can make between that one and the Miles game is that the stakes are much higher in Peter's standalone storyline. Like literally the entire city is like basically undergoing a pandemic at the end of it. Like everybody is infected with the devil's breath thing and like people are dying straight up like the whole city's under threat. That is the case in Miles as well. But the difference is that the motives are a lot more I don't know. I guess I guess they're personal in both of them though. They're kind of both I revenge think quests. They 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 did a good job of having the stories have similarities because Miles Morales is sort of a side sequel rather than a true sequel. Mm-hmm. Um it's I think even the the uh, developers were quick to say it's more of a too big to be an expansion but too small to be a standalone game sort of situation yeah but i think that they did amazing job with the storytelling and how they've sort of they introduced miles in the first game and you sort of see his origin just happening while you're playing the main game and then the fact that they made peter a little bit older i mean i like that because one it allows players to jump into the story and have some background knowledge that meshes with the story they're telling. Realistically, I just like it because, um, you know, that skips having to have the whole Uncle Ben dying mm-hmm. thing happen again, which <laughs> is boring. Yeah. It's it's like, I don't need to see Batman's parents die anymore, ever again. Uh, and I want more superhero media to be brave to like, yeah, you know who it is. Let's get going. Yeah, like there there are stakes that you can have after the fact, especially with characters as iconic as Spider-Man. It's like everybody knows for the most part, you know, not to generalize, but you ask most people, even if they're not avid comic book fans, they're going to know the basics about who Spider-Man is as a character. You don't really need to tell them. Anybody who would play the game is already going to know this anyway. So I agree. It's 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 good to kind of just let... I'm glad that that's been a trend lately to let the origin stories go to the wayside with characters that everybody already knows about and let yeah. and be more creative and take risks with the storytelling because that's what works. Which is why I'm ecstatic about the Spider-Man 2 trailer and revealing who I assume to be Kraven the Hunter in the voiceover alongside Venom, which are both deeply personal characters to Peter uh hasn't been confirmed whether venom is eddie brock i feel like it was teased that it was going to be harry uh, 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 yeah it looks like what they were hinting at with the lore is it's actually going to be harry osborne mm-hmm. which i think is a very interesting decision to make yeah um but i'm very excited for it 
you were talking about like taking bold decisions with characters and storytelling and i think that that's an excellent segue to talking about the avengers yes. video game. <laughs> yes let's do it and i have an incredibly mixed opinion of the avengers game if you approach it as just the storyline like the main story that you get out of the box mm -hmm. it tells a good story it introduces the avengers superheroes that you know and love theoretically and you do not start the game as them you start the game as a teenage girl who is an avengers super fan and then events happen i don't want to run through the whole plot for you mm -hmm. events happen eventually you turn out that you gain powers and you become ms marvel which is not captain marvel it's marvel's bad with character names. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, there are times where they really just sort of phone it in uh -huh. but you get to play a personal story regarding ms marvel you get to see characters that you know and love like in a different set of circumstances, a similar esque to almost Endgame or something like that, where this is like this is after the heroes have lost, basically, and a lot of them have had to retire. When you first see the Hulk, he's just sort of gone feral. Mm -hmm. And so it's very interesting in that that game was ambitious in its its storytelling was alright. And they did the bold choice of like we're going to do these superheroes and we're going to have their gameplay all be pretty distinct from each other but the problem is as soon as you step out into the broader scope of the game it becomes something that grinds on for way too long for very little payout the story becomes paper thin as soon as you finish the main story mm -hmm. As I understand it, there are good story beats that happen, but they're much more spread out, and it requires a lot of effort just to learn new things. And unlike Spider-Man, they've captured a vague feel of each superhero, but it is not the same, like, being that superhero feeling that you get from Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, Avengers, you're playing Iron Man, it's like, oh, cool. This is what Iron Man would be in a sort of video game, whereas the Spider-Man game is much more like, oh, cool. This is this is what it's like to just be Spider-Man. <laughs> it's it's more like you're playing a tech demo of a future, more fleshed-out game for each character, rather than actually playing as each character. Yeah, I think that that's a good way of putting it. Is it is it it captures the broadest strokes. And it's cool that you get to, you know, jump between the characters, but it's nothing as comprehensive if they were to take, if they worked like the MCU had and sort of started with separate games and then just somehow wrestled all of the different systems into an Avengers game that captured the feels better. I think that kind of speaks, just the broad scope of the game in general, I think, in a weird way, was to its detriment because they, they announced it as... I don't know if it was originally announced as a live service game, but that is obviously what it became now. And so they're, you know, it's a lot along the lines of like Destiny, where they're just, just always online. You require other players to get any of the content done, which is its own problem in and of itself, because that makes game preservation a nightmare. But that's a different topic. Yeah, like, I'm weird. Yeah. I like Destiny a lot, 
but destiny and the avengers game i hate playing with other people Mm -hmm. just like that's that's a deep set thing of like there are times where if i have friends i'll play the game with them but i play a majority multiplayer game solo and the problem with the avengers game in particular is like it is built to a way where it's insurmountable to do it solo it just is an undoable task Mm -hmm. and it takes the fun out of it you know i only ever played with other people when i absolutely had to but i also never cared about the end game content and the problem with that is i feel like i mean this is hard for me to say because i haven't actually played avengers this is solely from me watching other people play it but it seems like that grind is not exclusive to end game content it just is the game yes no, there were times where during the story missions, I would have to grind just to be able to be at a level to do the next story mission. Yeah, it's like, and it's like I said before, with the they they almost they almost got too ambitious with what they tried to do with it. Like they wanted this end all be all Avengers game, but as a result, you only kind of got the bare bones of each character, and they wanted to constantly add to it. Like they recently added Black Panther, I think, right with the newest expansion. Yes, they've added Black Panther, they added Hawkeye, Spider-Man is going to be an exclusive character for Sony systems, (laughs) and that will be very interesting to see how they integrate his gameplay, if they're going to do the same broad strokes fits everybody approach, or if they're just going like, well, no, we already have a Spider-Man game that we can copy off of yeah that's that's what i'm curious about is 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 it gonna be the same spider-man as the insomniac games meaning are they canonizing the avengers in the spider-man universe or Uh, are they kind of just gonna treat it like a weird parallel thing where it's the same character but a different timeline or something like that's what they they don't they don't do any favors by technically the avengers are already canon the spider-man games you can visit avengers tower in Spider-Man 2018 and Miles Morales. Exactly. But whether or not they're the same canon is very interesting because as I understand it, the broad plan was that Marvel as a company had decided, okay, we've been hitting it out of the park with the MCU. Mm -hmm. We've got our cinematic universe. We're killing it. Let's break into video games. And so their whole plot was, let's reach out to developers and just have these talented people come together and create basically mcu for video games if you want to catch part two the rest of our discussion about the mcu for video games as odin is talking about you can tune in next week and we will cap it off talking about guardians of the galaxy and the overall marvel universe in uh, video game form so if you'd like to catch that you can tune in then and until then you can find me on twitter at zakartagreat z-a-k-a-r the great you can watch out for my my articles. I've got stories coming out of the Hornet, everything. I also stream on Twitch at Clockwork Avenger, which is C-L-O-C-K-W-E-R-K. So you can find me on there. I'm streaming every Friday now. So if you want to do that, I just recently reached affiliate status. So you could come subscribe or follow. Hang out with me on there if you like. Uh, other than that, we can come back and see part two next week so we can cap off this topic. And then I have some new stuff planned after that. Have a great week and thank you for listening.